0: Up, drink them down, whiskey and cigars all around, cheers you
1: well well, 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 that was a good one, Dox's neighbors are starting to come out of their house and go, what the heck, uh, welcome ladies and gentlemen, to this fine, if slightly delayed uh, radio program, podcast, and video cast known internationally as the world famous Smoking and Toasting. Hi, mom. We are live at Doxnyland. That's us. That's Dox's house. Dude, this place is uh, awesome. Uh, Greg Dotsakis, who's a regular guest on the show, that's me with uh, Plantation Rum, has invited us to his back porch where you, where we can uh, smoke and drink rum and talk about what's going on at Plantation. And I'm going to tell you, I've had uh, an advance. Um, sampling, let's say, of the latest plantation product. And I can already tell you, Ian, you're in for a treat. Oh, I haven't had it yet. Yeah. This is is, not shared with you? This Uh -uh. is something else. No, no. To be honest... Did I get left out of the loop here? Well, here's what happened. Docs and the plantation folks were kind enough to send a bottle to my house. And um, I was going to bring it on the show, but then around that same time, we uh, had arranged for Docs to come on. So I wound up finishing the bottle and then i thought well i haven't shared any of this with ian so i went to specs and bought another (laughs) bottle uh the problem is that that one's now about half gone and uh uh, but now in fairness it's not just me my wife whose favorite spirit in the world is the plantation pineapple and that's something we always have at at uh, the cruise household uh she also absolutely loves the isle of fiji so I'm not the only one who's been tapping the bottle. See, this is the
2: first I've even heard of this.
1: Well, see, I was going to bring it in on the show, and then let you take the rest of the bottle home, uh, but those plans were uh, altered. But, but what he's
0: not telling you is he got the bottle on Monday, though. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so this three happened. days later, a bottle and a half later. Happened. I
1: bought the bottle, uh, got the bottle on Monday, bought the second bottle on Tuesday, and here we are. Um, so. Working on bottle number three yeah, on a sir. Thursday. But, uh, but no, this is, uh, this is something I think you're going to be very, very interested in tasting. It's completely different, uh, but in the most wonderful way. Now, our, our show is number 208. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits. Today we'll be talking a lot about rum. Uh, and hand-rolled cigars and we're brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. i'll get to that in a moment but ian um i was uh, we had some technical difficulties we were trying out a whole new uh on-location uh setup and uh, we just couldn't get part of it to sync properly yeah. we didn't want to go later than a uh, than a half an hour past our normal start time so fortunately you brought along your world's largest yeah, yeah. ipad so this
2: is this is our backup we yeah. uh the problem we were having is 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 a time sync. So getting the video and the audio to sync up time wise, the audio had a little bit of a delay. So we were gonna, if we would have gone live, we would have looked much like Kung Fu Theater.
1: Yes, and it would have been it would have been fun for a little while, but I don't know about for the whole show. So uh, in in any event, right before what would have been showtime, I lit my cigar so I could uh, uh, so I could uh, not have to light it, you know, during the intro to the show and stuff. It's hard to do that and hold a mic at the same time. And as a result, I'm already now down past the band. So I am really enjoying a cigar called The T, which is a uh, collaboration between three different cigar makers. It's put out by Caldwell Cigars. Robert Caldwell, Matt Booth, who... Has a secret man crush on my partner Ian <laughs> and uh, AJ Fernandez who doesn't. Who, who I have a secret man crush on. Never so uh, so it's just the way it, it all kind of uh, it all kind of comes together. But this is a wonderful cigar. It's nice and complex. Uh, this is the Churchill, and I'm uh, about two thirds of the way into it already. But uh, really nice woodsy notes on this. Um, uh, um, almost like you know what almond paste. Tastes yeah, tastes like... Yeah. It, yeah. I, I'm getting notes that are very much like an almond paste on this. It's really delicious. Really awesome. a, really a nice, marzipan. Uh, nice cigar. Marzipan. Marzipan, thank you. Uh, marzipan. But marzipan can sometimes... Like marzipan cookies, sometimes that's a little too much. This is like perfectly balanced.
2: I just lit this uh, Mildias.
1: Yeah, tell me um, about that cigar. I don't cigar. know
2: anything about it. Other mm. than I think... Uh, I'm pretty sure that I got this at um, Galveston Island Cigar Lounge. Mm. Um, and uh, Alan Denny was there and he recommended this and it was as i was going out the door because i'd already stayed for a cigar and so i took it and thought i'd uh, review it on a show and um and i just had not had a chance to so uh
1: so here it is so what's your initial thought on it mm.
2: initial light uh blast of pepper with a lot of like green pepper notes that show up towards the back of the palate and um and some uh woodsy kind of uh campfire notes going on in it, very nice yeah it's it's got uh and and some like pecan shell,
1: yeah kind yeah. of uh kind of that
2: deep, yeah, yeah. going on it's kinda of neat um but I like you know i'm literally you guys saw me like this, so I'm literally that far into it, so I'll give you updates as we go along. Uh,
0: that sounds fair. My I, first thought was, was uh, how does he know what a pecan shell tastes like, but then again. I've tasted the pecan shell. Yeah. I think we've in, all. tasted pecan. Yeah. 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 If you've
2: tasted yeah. a pecan, you've gotten a little piece yeah. of pecan and shell. And it's
1: not—it's not the taste of the pecan shell that's the problem when that happens. It's trying to crunch it up. That and, instant and, astringency that yeah, hits yeah. your <laughs> lips too. Uh, but it's nice uh, that in the uh, in, in the uh, combination of flavors of the cigar. It well, is. There's
2: a little sweetness too that's happening, and I like the retro hail on it already.
1: Now, Doc's has lit up a gem here. This is a wonderful cigar that I've got. A couple of resting in my humidor, actually, that my wife bought me at Christmas time, or at at my birthday, actually. Uh, But this is that Arturo Fuente. uh, Ian, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. That's the Reserva
2: Viejo um, uh,
1: Maduro. Uh, Any thoughts on it initially there, Docs?
0: Uh, You know what? Yes. Uh, I I used to work at Downing Street, and and, uh, my cigar... Uh, knowledge it was keener than it is now. I, I've, I've forgotten many, many things. But one thing that first came to mind, though, is that the outer wrapping is a little oily, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always too. liked that in a cigar, and you can taste it a little bit, and it's just got a little hint of cocoa in there, too. That I, I like, that. I like yeah, that. It's nice. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good smoke. It, right? it
1: really is a wonderful cigar. Yeah, it really is. Well, uh, we are invading Dox's house and drinking as much of his plantation rum as we possibly can during the show tonight, uh, The the show today. It'll be be midnight by the time 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 we're we're done. I think so. (laughs) When you see the lights come on. Yeah. Uh, So Docs was kind enough to invite us over here so we could uh, smoke. We had talked about having him on the show to talk about this new Isle of Fiji rum. And uh, he sent a photo of this area. And I thought, I don't know what the rest of his house looks like. But if I lived there, I'd be spending all my time Oh, there. yeah. This is beautiful. This, is this just patio wonderful. is so nice. And the rest of his house is gorgeous, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're actually uh, uh, right on the water here. Is this a canal that you're, that Lake, you're Olympia. Lake Olympia.
0: Lake Olympia. Lake Olympia. In, in Missouri City, the Paris of Fort Bend County.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, we are uh, thrilled to be here. It's a uh, beautiful October day. In our uh, hometown of Houston, Texas.
2: By beautiful October day for any of those who are outside of Texas, what we mean is it's below 90 degrees. So we're not sweating to death.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's It's actually probably
2: mid-80s right now. And we got good breeze. breeze.
1: Our show is brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Great shirts for cigar smokers and the people that love them. To buy them as gifts because cigars, cigars yeah. yeah uh lots of new additions i saw at, that i kind of want to get my a mycigarshirts.com dot com yeah did you see the yeah, hoodie? yeah the so hoodie there's looks a good. there's a really cool zip up my dot com hoodie mm-hmm. and then there's uh several several really good looking ones including i think my new favorite which says uh i just want to smoke cigars and pet my dog yes <laughs> that's pretty i pretty like pretty the one cool. that
2: says uh uh I lo- I love cigars. You not so much. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this is this, you know. There's a little bit of attitude to some of the uh, to some of the shirts, and uh, there's a new design now for the one that says, uh, uh, "I always smoke in moderation, one, one cigar, cigar at, a at a time." Yeah, so it's it's that kind of stuff. So check it out. It's great for you to get for gifts. My wife has already bought like half of the gifts she's giving to the family and stuff for for Christmas this year. Uh, so if you're doing early Christmas shopping, you know we've already oh, had yeah. Amazon Prime Day. The so-called Black Friday is not far away, so it's it's not too early to get your gift shopping on. So uh, so check them out. They're a sponsor of the show, MyCigarShirts.com. Okay, I brought beers. Doc's has the rums. I brought beers. We'll be trying. Doc's has a lot of rums. He he has you, a lot do of you rums. think we're going to be
2: able to get through all of them oh, in this one I, single six-hour show? I,
1: well, <laughs> I should say that we went up <laughs> stairs to Doc's rum bar. To the library. Uh, To the library before the show started. And the last time we had Doc's on was when we were doing the Zoom Zoom shows. And he was positioned with his Zoom camera in front of that uh, library bar and all the bottles of of, uh, plantation rum. So uh, it's... It's. I, I, I'm going to say it's better than going into. Specs. I don't
2: think he was paying attention to his Zoom thing because I kept saying get out of the way so I can look at your rum, but he yeah. never he never <laughs> he, moved. He wasn't reading
1: your uh, your instant <laughs> messages. Kept, kept sending him messages. <laughs> well, we, we,
0: we, we selected. We 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 hand selected a few. Of course, we're going to try the Fiji's and a couple of things that are available in our market. But we we hand selected a couple of things that. Are, Aren't available just to talk about it and to rub it in. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be wonderful.
1: And by the way, I have not tasted. In addition to the Isle of Fiji, which I can't believe how reasonably priced that is. I want to say it was like twenty four, twenty five dollars. I, I think it's twenty five dollars on the show at Specs. specs yeah. That was I, I couldn't believe it. I almost bought like twelve. Uh, but uh, in addition to that, you've got a, a special.
0: Uh, kind of, is it an offshoot? No, oh, it,
1: Isle of Fiji? It's another Fiji uh,
0: product, though, it's right? It's a single vintage. It's a 2005 okay. Fiji rum. It's going to be uh, higher in proof. Uh, it's going to be all column still, I believe. Because the... Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, all column still, uh, where the uh, Isle of Fiji is going to be a blend of pot and column still. Now, you will notice, by the way, that anytime you use
1: the phrase higher proof... Ian immediately perks up and becomes even more interested.
2: You know, I was I was telling Docs, I uh, I had a, a whiskey last night while I was doing the dishes and I walked over to look at my whiskeys and I was feeling, well, I was feeling more bourbon than scotch and I looked at all my bourbons and I realized that I think every one of them that I have is like 60 proof and, <laughs> and
1: above. Yeah. So you're like me. I, I drink when I do the dishes too. I have I, I do the dishes at my house. My wife thankfully puts them away because I, I hate drying them and putting them away. But I don't mind doing the dishes because what I do is that's that's when I try new beers. I get beers out of the beer fridge and pour myself a beer while I do the dishes. And uh, every, yeah. every dish or two, I stop and take a sip. And uh, so, um, so we'll be trying some interesting beers today from Ex Novo Brewing Company in Corrales, New Mexico. We'll be trying their Saul Fruitman Hazy IPA, and yes, it is a uh, a spin on Saul Goodman Saul, and Better the uh, the whole uh, um, Better Call Saul and mm-hmm. um, Breaking Bad franchise. Uh that's that's who it's in tribute to at least. And it's a hazy IPA from Corrales, New Mexico. From a little closer to home for us, from Brenham, Texas, near Austin, Brazos Valley Brewing has produced a uh a, what looks like a very interesting imperial pumpkin porter Ooh. called Cherubrock, which is a Cherub nod Rock. to the smashing pumpkin. Do yeah. Cherubrock, of course, and it's got a big pumpkin on it. And uh, we, we're doing at least one pumpkin beer on every show between now and Thanksgiving. So. You have to. You have to. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. And finally, super excited about this. We've had um, Lone Pine Brewery. We've, we've loved pretty much every one of their beers we've ever tried. They're from uh, Magnolia, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had their Tornado Shark on before. It's, a, it's an American Strong Ale. Today we'll be having a special seventh anniversary american strong ale edition of the of the tornado shark called tornado tornado shark b a and it has been resting in Applewood barrels, Applewood bourbon barrels, I believe. We'll, ah. we'll get to it when we, we pull so the, uh, the bottle shark out to take a look. Barrel at age, it. yeah. So a barrel aged tornado shark. So that plus the plantation rums. Yeah, we may be here a while. Doxa, <laughs> you have any you have any appointments? Or any anytime you need to be kicking us out by, let us know. Missing
0: tons of them, but who cares? Uh, okay. <laughs> we're drinking, we're drinking rums, smoking uh, cigars, and a little bit of beer.
1: We will have drinking news on the program today. Our drinking news uh, teaser headline is: G, your hair smells like pumpkin. <laughs> so perfectly timed for the uh, uh, for the uh, upcoming holiday season. Plus, Heineken has been fined for forcing pubs to limit sales of their competitors. We'll uh, we'll talk about that and tell you what those guys have been up to. And Heineken, there's a new huh? non plantation rum that's out. I don't have it here to try, but I want to get Dox's input on it. I know I know it's probably not cool to talk about competitors, but this is a kind of a different situation because the band kiss has debuted a new rum called black diamond rum uh so we'll we'll share the story and do we know where can, it's from you can weigh in uh i think it'll tell us in the story so we'll we'll uh, try to figure that out so a lot going on today we have uh a lot of tasting to do so i tell you what we'll do is we'll take a break we'll get right back and start this tasting
2: real uh, Real yes. quick, I just want to give a shout-out. I see that uh, Wiki Brian is actually in oh, the comments today. And uh,
1: we have, uh, we have uh, been missing having Wiki Brian on the live show, uh, so thank you for joining us, Brian. Maybe you can uh, help us do a little research in, on the Kiss Black Diamond. Yeah, I got yeah. a
2: chance to actually have a beer with him uh, this last week, and that was really nice because I hadn't uh, seen him
1: in quite a while. Plus, there's a new company that says they can make top-shelf whiskey in a few days. Oh, I read about that. Yeah, so that we'll we'll talk a little bit about that and see if that's interesting. Yeah, you know, one of the great things about rum is that it doesn't require, although there are certainly some very highly aged rums, but rum doesn't necessarily require the same aging as as uh, whiskey or bourbon in order to uh, achieve a real you know a real good taste and a real. Uh, oh wow, we lost a sign. Was that something important?
0: Um, I think that was God. Getting angry about you talking about rum not having to be aged. Oh, okay. No, it does have to be aged, but it
1: doesn't necessarily. There are some excellent rums, including some of the ones we're going to taste today, that aren't aged as long as you would expect to, uh, to age a whiskey to re- achieve the same kind of. Uh, the same, the same kind of brilliance. Am I wrong about that? The same kind of mellow. Sweetness.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think what you said is wrong. I think that uh, everything we're going to try here today is aged, about as you would expect a, a, a quality bourbon or a whiskey to be aged. Okay. Um, uh, but I, I think that the only caveat that I would put on that is, just like whiskey, it doesn't have to be super old to be a delicious rum. Okay. In yeah, fact, a lot true. of times, and we were talking about this upstairs, and we're going to try one of these. Um, is that sometimes uh, aging it can can in my opinion kind of take the fire out of it take 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 take, take the, uh, it can not the not not too the much? fire yeah just it's it's it's, it's, it's almost like uh, um it's just it's kind of lost the spirit
2: okay beer, beer can do that too i've i've had beers that have uh, cellared for a little too long and sometimes they start to lose it or they just go bad
1: and you're not talking about like an IPA or something that's supposed to be consumed fresh
2: no i'm talking about ones that you generally will sell and and they all have like uh I have some I had some of the uh um some of the uh the sour
1: Yeah. Like like some of the uh farm. Magnum farm ale trucks, type?
2: that's the one. Uh the real ale. Okay. Um but I had one of their uh sour ales. It was a twenty sixteen and I opened it uh last week and it was right on the edge. Like you could tell it's starting to get a little bit soy sauce. Sometimes mm-hmm. it happens. like I, Yeah, I had a similar. Sometimes you can overage.
1: I had a similar experience with a bomber of the uh, Buffalo Bayou uh, gingerbread uh, uh, special that they do at Christmas. It was just a, I, I should have done it a year earlier. Right. You know, it was just a, maybe a year too old. And it was, it was still good, but it wasn't. It wasn't sublime yeah. like I like I'd had that. before. And to back up what what
2: Docs was saying too is I think if you've got a, a whiskey that's got a really nice bite as part of its you know palate and what makes it good and you age it too long a whiskey or a rum or any spirit then you can lose some of that and that might not be the best thing.
1: All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about uh, rum aging. We'll talk about uh, the different styles. What is fascinating to me is how rums are so different depending on where. They are distilled. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, And and how how distinct some of those differences can be. So we'll get into a few of those variations here on the show. And I think we should start with the Isle of Fiji in the next segment. No question about it. All right. right, That's coming up next. Smoking and toasting live from Dox's Place where we're going to do our best to put a dent in his extensive collection of plantation rums. We'll be right back. I feel like I'm the only one that hasn't tasted the Isle of Fiji. All right, welcome back. In Smoking and Toasting, second segment of show number 208. We're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com because cigars. cigars. Yes. Um, Ian, one of the things we were talking about uh, just during the break is that, uh, is that you will most likely wind up with ash on your shirt I at some do. point uh, during the show. So we'll we'll be waiting for that to happen. watch for that. I'm going to try and tend it. But I have two cigars, so I have a lot of chances. Yeah, well, fortunately I brought another as well since I lit this one before. (laughs) uh, What I thought was going to be start time at the show, and then we wound up uh, getting a little delayed. But that's okay. Oh, one of the things I want to share this with you. Um, I have a a list I want to share with you as we get ready to try this plantation rum from Isle of Fiji. Of six bottles of beer that even Chris Hart can't get his hands on. And the the reason I say that is because Chris Hart, who's our dear friend and does the Whiskey Neat Show and is responsible for uh, putting together the Houston Whiskey Social, um, I, I love him dearly, I love listening to his show, but every time I hear him go on and on about some fantastic whiskey that he and a guest are tasting... I find out that it's it's not available. You can't, you can't, it. You can't <laughs> buy it. So so we, we tease them a lot about that. But there are six very expensive bottles of beer. That's, uh, that's a little
2: bit of jealous teasing, by the way. Yes,
1: it is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, six bottles of beer that I want to share with you that, should you happen to see these, grab them, because they're very hard to find, and they can be a little expensive. Um, we'll pitch in if you get one of these and drink it with you. You can come on the show mm-hmm. and share it with us. Uh, at number six on the list of six is the... Uh, West Westvleteren, W-E-S-T-V-L-E-T-E-R-E-N, West Vleteren 12. It's a Belgian monk-made beer, and uh, they uh, the monks at the West Vleteren Brewery uh, make it in extremely small batches. It's a dark amber color, and cases of it in the U.S., have been known to go for a thousand dollars a case. Wow. Retail. Yeah. So that's number six on Is that a six bottle case or a twelve bottle case? I'm assuming it's a well well that that'd be a great question. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> at that point when uh, <laughs> it's, it's still a little out of my price range. Anyway you go. Uh, Three Floyds is a brewery we're familiar with, mm-hmm. but the Three Floyd's Dark Lord beer, uh, Three Floyds is out of Indiana. Uh Prepare to shell out one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars for three bottles of this russian style imperial stout along with mm. one or two vintage releases and a tote bag but tickets when they they actually sell tickets to get in and buy this when they release it, and they usually sell out in minutes. the twenty twenty Dark Lord day was supposed to take place in May, but it has been postponed till further notice due to the pandemic so if you're anywhere near three Floyd's in Indiana. Uh, you might want to check their website and see if they've announced a new release date for this year's. Also, shameless, Reploids.
2: shameless uh, begging. Send us some.
1: Yes, absolutely. We will send you back so much stuff. We promise it'll be worth your while. Free endorsement. Mm-hmm. You
0: can't buy that. Literally.
1: That's right. Uh, Schorschbach. Shorshbl-
0: That's easy for you to say. Yeah.
1: Schorschbach fifty-seven. It's a. ABV beer. Yes, it is. Uh, It's a German brewery, uh, and they proclaim it to be uh, Schwarzbrau, the strongest beer in the world. It's an Eisbach-style beer, part of a back-and-forth with Brewdog from here in the States, and it is an extremely limited release, as in Fewer than 40 bottles so, of this are released.
2: BrewDog's been doing this for a while because I had one of the tactical tactical nuclear penguins. Yes. A while back. Do you back. remember what
1: that set you back?
2: Uh, well, it was a gift.
1: Okay. So you don't know.
2: So I don't know, but I'm assuming at the time it was probably, I don't know. i have to ask my brother because he's the one who bought it. But he got it. I don't even think he got it super expensive, but that was a 32% fear. Yeah. And so, I split that bottle with three other friends, so it was, yeah. you know, uh, one 12-ounce split three ways, and you're feeling it by the end of that. <laughs> that was crazy.
0: No, seriously. I was about to ask the question, for with the 57, 57% beer, how much, okay, how big is that bottle?
1: Uh, it looks like, and I'm only looking at the illustration, but it looks like it's a 12-ounce bottle. Yes.
0: Okay, and how much of that, as a beer drinker, would you drink in one sitting, the whole thing?
1: It's .33 liters. I just enlarged the picture. You would, you would it. definitely share it. Yeah, definitely.
2: It's a three hundred dollar bottle if you're able to find. Well, not one. only that, but the, like even the the thirty two percent that I had was so strong. You can only do so much, you know. Yeah.
0: But does it drink strong on the throat? Is it? Are you feeling it on the back end? On you the definitely can or
2: feel the booze. You can definitely taste and feel the booze in it. It's a beer with a whiskey hud. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, at thirty-two percent, that's that's what most liqueurs are right. at that point. That's what well, Jaeger's like thirty-two percent or something like that, Goldschlager or something like that. too. Right, right. So that's literally, and fifty-seven
1: percent is higher than most whiskeys. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you can really even call it a beer at fifty-seven percent.
2: Well, you know how they get that percentage out of a beer like that. What huh? they do is they uh, they brew the beer and then they freeze it. And this is why it's such a small batch. And then they freeze it. And then they And the alcohol th- doesn't freeze. That was my
0: follow up question because it's literally impossible to get a fermented uh, beverage Correct. past that percentage. So, the alcohol, and so yeah. they'll
2: have to brew a huge batch. They freeze it and the alcohol doesn't freeze. And they take that out. Hmm. We'll call it hmm. the extract for now. And then they'll refreeze it and they'll do that until they can.
1: Until they've got that ABV up where Yeah, they want you've it.
2: basically got it Yeah, up to where you want it. But that's the only way to get a...
1: Like you said, you can't huh. ferment it to that. Huh. The number three beer on this list comes from a place that surprised me a little. From Sapporo. It's the Sapporo huh. Space Barley. They released it back uh, first back in 2009. Made it using barley that was des- descended from... You're going to love this. Grain that spent five months aboard the International Space Station in the Zvezda service module. According to Sapporo... The point of the experiment was to study the purpose of achieving self-sufficiency in food in the space environment. They put out a run of about 250 cases. Uh, They sold for about 10,000 yen each. That's around $100 a case. And uh, the proceeds were donated to charity. There are likely still some unopened bottles floating around somewhere. Yeah, Uh, I see uh, what you did there. there. Uh, But expect to pay a hefty premium if you were to locate... A
0: bottle of the Sapporo Space Barley. Well, it sounds popular, and I I think it's going to take off.
1: Number two. Oh oh, man, this is going to be a long show, and we haven't (laughs) even started drinking the rum yet. Uh, And number two. You haven't. Number two is the Sam Adams. (laughs) Believe it or not, it's the Sam Adams Utopias. Oh, I've these, had that. These come in that really, uh, it almost looks like a wine decanter, the shape of the bottle. like a plunger. Of the bottle. Or a plunger. <laughs> so it's yes. a pot still. Uh, yeah. It ah. is uh, about $210 for a 25, a 25 and a half ounce bottle. It's a blend of batches of beers th- that are matured for up to 24 years in a variety of different barrel types. Now, I've I've had that a few times. and
2: remember we talked about aging beers and, and cellaring beers, because uh, aging <coughs> beers and cellaring beers is actually a different thing, so we'll we can get into that later. But um, I have a friend of mine that had, uh, (coughs) is, uh, uh, (laughs) oh, Eisenbach, kind of like distillery. Brian, uh, Wiki Brian's going in. Yeah, so my friend Biscuit uh, has shared his bottles of Utopias. And uh, what's funny is some of them are so good, but there's been a couple that just went straight to uh, straight to soy sauce because they were a little too old. Like that happens.
1: The ABV on it clocks in at about 28%, which is high enough to cause it to be banned in certain states. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they say, expect a drinking experience, and you can speak to this, that's more on par with a brandy than a beer, a more viscous and almost syrupy mouthfeel yeah. with deep malty flavors. That's number two. At number one is Brew Dog's <sighs> The End of History. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, uh, Brew Dog is a Scottish brewery. They first released this collector's beer a decade ago, the ABV 55%, and a bottle cost close to 700 pounds. Uh, each of each of the bottles was stuffed into a unique piece of taxidermy. Uh, that oh, I remember reading like about a this. Yeah, this or this a has rabbit, been around right? for a while. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, it returned, priced at 20,000 dollars a bottle. 20,000. That's crazy. The point was to raise funds to open a BrewDog Brewery in Ohio, which they were ultimately successful in doing. If you can still find a bottle from the original release and feel like coughing up the funds for it, they say expect, expect a blonde Belgian-style beer made using nettles from the Scottish Highlands and fresh juniper berries. Oh, oh
0: well, that's, that, no, that's, 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 that's interesting. But yeah. uh, at the end of the day, let's, 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 this, this is popular because it's served in a very unique koozie. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. it's, 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 it's literally, it's it's in a scroll. I live have 10 the... minutes from a golf course, guys. Come on. We, got, we can go by Circle K. We can get some beer, but we're going to be rich overnight, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick up some of that malt liquor.
1: Ian knows which ones. And... Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll grab some squirrels wow. and groundhogs and uh, make us some money. So anyway, uh, I'm I'm relatively sure Chris Hart doesn't have any of those beers, but if he does, I will stand corrected. Because if anybody would have them, it'd be him.
2: That right? Yeah.
1: All right. So let's talk rum now. This is the Isle of Fiji, Ian. You have. Uh, you have now been able to grace your palate. I have with been some of
2: researching this. this. I'm trying to catch up because apparently you're a bottle and a half ahead of me. Well, <laughs> At bottle, least bottle and
1: three quarters. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, but uh, but what what are your uh, initial thoughts on the Isle of Fiji?
2: It's delicious. This is way too easy uh, to drink. It's well, got it's, such a wonderful.
1: I think now you understand
2: sweetness. about the bottle and a half. So, yeah. No. no I know. I totally understand. I'm not. That doesn't make me not upset with you, yes. but okay. I do understand. <laughs> like I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's got such a beautiful like sweetness to it, and the complexity of flavor. There's also some uh, vanilla, and um, that that present uh, sugar cane that uh, is uh, is so nice in there. It's
1: it's got a a, a wonderful uh, sort of funkiness it to smells it though. Great. That, hey. that is that hey. is uh, and and sometimes that. You know, scares people a little when you say it's got a funkiness, but to me, that's what makes it so unique. And unlike a lot of other rums that I've tasted with some of this funkiness, this one is extremely easy to drink, as Ian was saying.
0: So, and, and you know, we, 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 we I, I always kind of stutter a little bit when we use the word funkiness when describing anything other than Jamaican rum, because Jamaican is kind of known for, for that that that, no ogre, that Jamaican funk. And so I, I, you know, whenever there's something that's that you don't expect, I think we have a tendency to describe it as funk. You know, okay, so and it's, and that's not wrong. You're help not really right. a better word then. Well, and well, so this one it has an oddness to it but oddness. it's a but it's but, it, but, it, but it's an inviting way. so but keep in mind this is something that's you know this is not a caribbean rum this is from the south uh pacific um right so um uh, we get this one from uh distillery in south pacific that was what kept me from being a huge star, as I can't say the word Pacific or specific without mingling the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm from the South Pacific. Uh, but like all plantation rums, it's going to go back to France and get mm-hmm. aged longer in our Pierre-Franc cognac barrels. Right. So at least two years in that bourbon barrel in Fiji, and then at least another year in our cognac barrels the, in France.
2: The oak in the aftertaste, like, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. Yes. The oak and the aftertaste is fantastic. And when you said the... Uh, The cognac barrel. The cognac is giving it, I think that cognac is what's one of the things that's giving it that oddity in the flavor. Yeah. No, uh-uh. no, I'll
0: guarantee you that's the Fijian because remember we really? talked about and again, I want to clarify this and say that when we say oddity, it's not bad. It's wonderful. It's what makes it unique. It's just yeah, different. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's wonderfully odd, but um, that's definitely that, that uh, South uh, Pacific uh, uh, rum. So remember when we, he said this before we went to the break is that one of the beautiful things about rum is that fingerprint of where it's made. Yeah. So that fingerprint, that oddity tasting, oh, that's, that's very, definitely a fingerprint. It's right? absolutely yeah. There. Fiji. Yeah, absolutely and. I uh, don't know if you notice but the the sugarcane that we used to you know, that was ultimately you no know, uh made molasses the sugar cane uh spent some time in the uh international space Station yeah. Wow. So that's, a, that's a true story I just two, made up. Two far ISS out, band, man. Two
1: ISS
3: <laughs> <laughs> No, it's
0: not. It's a joke. Far judge. out. But, but I, I want to show the label if I can. Uh, yeah, it, it's because a, it's, it's really
1: one of the prettiest rum labels I've ever seen. Maybe you can give that a, I'm I'm well, gonna, a good close-up shot there. I'm going to
2: walk time. over here because I'm untethered. Yes, you are, you are Mr. Wireless Mike. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm just like you. I put my, shoe, my pants on one leg at a time, except for when my pants are on, my mic is wireless.
1: Yes, I realize this. And if so, I didn't realize it, he would point it out yeah, to it's us again. Three, five, again, times. again. <laughs> five times. Five times. <laughs> yeah, so that is a beautiful the, the, the flavor, the illustration uh, on there. It really is. It's a beautiful bottle. And I will say that when I had seen the bottle actually already in the store. And as a matter of fact, if you
2: put it up against his shirt, the bottle actually disappears. It,
1: it disappears.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: The, uh, there was a <laughs> bottle rum here a minute ago. What happened? Oh, there it is. I didn't know they oh. did smoking and toasting on a green screen.
0: Uh, so, but the, the thing about this label is is, is there's definitely sort of this, uh, um, I'm going to use this word wrong, but it's the closest word I can think of to describe it. It's like an onomatopoeia of the flavor. It looks like it tastes, or it tastes like it yes, looks. It tastes um, tropical. It's tropical, and, yeah. it's luscious, it's vibrant, it's colorful. It tastes like that. Um, and it, honestly, we didn't know what to make of it when we first heard about this, You know, when, well, when Alexander was first describing it to us. Um, but it, it's really fitting with the family very well.
1: Yeah. Well, I will say that Rum, in general, as a spirit, is one of the easiest to pair with cigars, in my experience. But this pairs even more beautifully than some of the rums that I've tried. It's just really wonderful.
3: Mine's
0: broken
1: yeah, I see you had a, a problem with your glass
0: there. Don't pour too much. We're about to go to the 2005 one. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, yes. he's like, Not a problem. Uh, I can handle it. Uh, yeah. I'm All right. Well, I'll tell
1: you what, I'll, uh, I'll finish the rest of mine if you want to pour some 2005. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> oh,
2: I didn't know we were going that fast. Mm. I would have hel- held
0: on.
1: We've got a lot of room to go. Well, there's there. only five segments of the show, <laughs> right. and we have beers, and this is now the, the single distillate. Is that do we right? want to
0: do a beer first?
1: Um, uh, let's go ahead and do this and then we'll uh, we'll Sounds start good. with the beers in the next segment.
0: So this one is not in the United Sorry. States yet. It okay. will be um probably mid-December.
1: So it looks okay. similar to it's a different shaped bottle, but the label is similar, it's different but still similar colors and markings to the Isle of Fiji, but this one is different in in what way from the regular Isle of Fiji.
0: Well, it's all going to be uh one batch, it's that, it's that vintage, I should say. It's all 2005 vintage. Um, it's going to spend, I believe, eight years in the barrel. Oh, no, longer than that. I'm sorry. It's 14 years in uh, wow. a bourbon barrel in uh, uh, Fiji and then one year in the cognac cask in France. Um, now, also uh, a notable difference in these is we have 16 grams per liter on the dosage on this one so that's still not a lot when you're comparing it to mm-hmm. the rest of the, the liquid in there mm-hmm. but this one's even less at only four grams for four, four wow. grams per liter so just just a little teensy mm-hmm. body bit so this
1: is um the the regular uh, bottle of isle of fiji uh, we were saying uh, is retailing for around twenty five dollars, which to me is amazing mm. that you can buy a rum that good for under thirty bucks mm. that's that's um, amazing right what about what about this one? This is obviously going to be more
0: expensive right? this will be in the neighborhood of sixty
1: that 's still not prohibitive yeah. if you 're if, if you're well whenever you're ready docs i'm i'm good to go for one other notable uh, some of on this, this is 100 proof just <clears throat> just north of 100 proof
2: okay so mm-hmm. a little bit bigger on the proof you know uh so it occurs to me as i'm sitting here that i don't actually own a shirt with a bird of paradise
1: at all on it um that's, that could be what we uh would describe as a wardrobe malfunction that's <laughs> right <laughs> you, know, <laughs> that's, uh, you you may need a i'm feeling uh, a little out of I place here of paradise, I, I can now. i can fix that yeah. I, I can work on that. All right. Well, this is. Uh, Hi. Hi. Cheers all around.
0: So a very different nose from the other one. First thing, very different nose. Now, we did a feature 2009, I think it was, not about two, three years ago. And I described it as sort of this uh, dry, sweet, dry sandwich. It's going to start off dry, it's going to sweeten up right in the middle of the tongue, and then it just almost dries up immediately.
2: Oh. No lie. There's a little chocolatiness to it. There
1: is. Wow. That is just spectacular.
0: And that mm. little numbness in the middle of the tongue, a lot more mouthfeel. There's yes. almost a
2: grapey kind of finish to the end of it too.
0: I like that. That's true. Um mm. what did you say it spent time in? Fourteen years in bourbon cask in Fiji and one year, at least one year in the Ferran casks yeah. in, uh, in in cognac, are what we call continental aging.
1: Now, obviously the um, <clears throat> the climate is a lot different in Fiji, where it's resting in the bourbon barrels, than it is in France when it's in the cognac barrels. Does climate play uh, a factor Huge. in the aging, and is that part of why part of it happens in Fiji and part of it in France?
0: Uh, I don't know if that's why? Uh, I, I think it's a fortuitous happenstance, if you will, but Good. there's definitely a difference. Uh, you know, the the warmer the climate, especially when you have uh, drastic changes in climate, as you're expanding and, and contracting that wood, for sure it's going to take on a lot more characteristics of the wood. And you don't get as much as that uh, expansion and contraction in, in colder climates in Europe than you do, of course, in places like the Caribbean or, in this case, in, in, right. in the uh, uh, south. Pacific, I got Yeah, that you got it. You did it.
1: Uh, <laughs> tell me again when this will uh, be available in We're the United States. We're looking at
0: mid-December. Mid-December. So this, this among uh, – I'll, I'll go ahead and, and let the, uh, the uh, shot out of the bag. Um I'm trying to do that in French. Can I do that in okay. French? Shah and bag is sack. Something else. Shah sack. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, um, I, I actually don't know what's it's happening. It's a multi. Anymore. It's a
1: multicultural <laughs> show. That's, that's the point
0: of the whole thing. Most oh, my gosh, All my people in French are going. Yeah, you screwed that up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, that among uh, a bunch of all of our 2020 single casks will be released that month. Some will be in Houston. Some will be in uh, San Antonio, Austin. Uh, we also have a nice uh, Jamaican vintage coming at that time. And now I'm not going to tell you. Forget it. We'll talk offline.
1: All right. So I'll, I'll ask you this question. We got a glimpse at your library, if you will, of plantation rums. How many different expressions are generally available to retail at one time? Like right now? Uh, I realize probably no stores carrying them all. But how many different plantation rums are out there right now?
0: Well, there is one store carrying them all—at least one. NASA Liquor out there in Clear Lake tries their best to carry everything available in our market. Right, one um, store, but Austin, to carry them all. I like, it. I like it. Bruce Willis, <laughs> and then run this, bind them. Uh, so, um, was, oh, you threw me off there with your with your Lord of the Rings reference there. Um, so, uh, there's, there's 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 a ton, but so, but so many of them are are are, are very. Brief. uh, Right, they're only available for a limited time. Exactly. So, um, but that's the thing. Alexander and and the guys in France, they just don't, and I should say, oh man, uh, especially the guys in Barbados, they just don't stop. When they have an idea, that's one of the wonderful things I love working with Alexander, is very rarely. Uh, does he say not right now, or you know we can't even afford it? He's like, that's a great idea. I love it. Let's do it. You know, what I mean, they're they're not afraid to try new things. It's, it's it's a creativity workshop. Just 24 and 7. In fact, we as a salespeople say, oh my God, pump the brakes. Can we can we, we <laughs> say something for 2022 and 2023? Uh, but but uh, I would say right now, if you really wanted to flex your wallet and do a little bit of traveling in Texas, you could get about 12 different uh, uh, labels of plantation. Uh, One of the things that makes you guys
1: so different from other rums is this variety in your line. Most rums, uh, even very, very good ones, have a tendency to be... The difference is simply the aging. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll be essentially the same rum, uh, but there may be different age expressions of it available. With you guys, it's... it's The distillates, different, everything. The distillates, yeah. And and it really... uh, it really makes it virtually impossible to keep up, but we're trying.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, <laughs> yeah Worth feeling. the challenge. <laughs> yes,
1: it's challenge accepted. Yeah,
0: I I, I know what you mean, and, and I'll say this. There's more than there used to be. We're not the only ones. Uh, there, there's other uh, uh, brands out there. Some are, are, are blenders, and some are just uh, they purchased and, and, and bottle wrong with that they go out and seek nice rums um, but you, you know th- that is something that, that we uh, uh, benefit from is, is 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 the diversity of the toa of mm-hmm. rum uh, and and so yeah we do enjoy that and we do get to play around and it, and it is really one of the biggest key factors in making each one of those labels different from the last one and, and I think we do a very good job of making each label different from the last one. We really, really like to repeat ourselves.
1: Does right. Plantation sell any of your distillate to rum blenders who will then blend it with other things and come up with a rum a blend of their own?
0: Short answer, no. But that's because there is no Plantation distillery, per se. We, right. d- we you're, do you're... own West Indies rum distillery in Barbados, but that's not the Plantation distillery. <clears throat> plantation is one of our rums that we make there at the West Indies rum distillery but we also make some plantation at our facility in Jamaica which we are partners with NRJS National Rums of Jamaica the Jamaican government and also Demerara distillers uh... that we own Clarendon and Long Pond Distillery out there Mm -hmm. um... so there are rums being made at those facilities that are not plantation does that make sense?
1: yeah that makes sense yes Uh, but uh... what's what's amazing as we said is just how many Different expressions. How different they all are from each other. Wait, I'm getting a call from a telemarketer. That was let's, not me. Uh, let's decline that. Uh, um, thank you. Sorry about
2: that. Your uh, vehicle warranty is about to expire. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's the hey, they, want, they want to buy thing, your house. <laughs> <the damnedest> thing. <laughs> what are you voting for? I don't know. That's
0: right.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't matter which which uh, party you're registered with. You've been getting a lot of texts lately. They want to make sure you're headed to the polls, don't they? I just
2: reply no to all of them. Can we count on your vote?
0: No. <laughs> One of them asked me what my biggest concern was right now. They listed a bunch of things, and I, my answer was unsolicited texts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's beer time. And uh, what are we going to delve into next in the uh, in the world of plantation rum, ducks?
0: Uh, well, we're going to go to one of my favorites that's still available. And and, and we, we brought it up just because I was showing it to someone in Dallas the other day, and I'd forgotten. Uh, we got like, we got I got so many kids, I forgot to spend time with this one. So I want to go and jump into that one.
3: All
1: right, fair enough. We'll get to that next. Plus, Saul Fruitman. A hazy IPA from New Mexico. Uh, it's all coming up next on Smokin' and Toastin'. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. We had to uh, move the camera a little bit because we were getting some uh, raindrops on the old iPad. And we are uh, ready to taste some beer. So Ian's giving us our uh, au natural sound effect. And we'll be pouring some of the Saul Fruitman. While he does that, uh, UK regulators find Heineken's pub business. Nearly 2.6 million dollars for allegedly forcing British bars to sell unreasonable levels of Heineken beers. Heineken owns Star pubs and bars. They operate pub have they, leases. Have
2: they been taking um, <clears throat> workshop notes from ABM InBev?
1: Apparently so. Yeah, there's like if it works for the Bud guys, we'll uh, we'll try it ourselves. They they actually own a company that does uh, bar and pub leases. And they are forcing their lessees uh, to seriously and repeatedly, apparently, in violation of UK rules, over a nearly three-year period. Uh, they've been keeping an iron grip on the pub owners who have tried to exercise their right to serve products from different brewers and are being rejected by Cause, Star. Because that's each, what uh, pub owning a pub <clears throat> isn't difficult enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah these
2: days. At all. Yeah. So you really need to have... You need
1: somebody to limit what you can sell at your
2: pub. Yeah, to have someone come trying to strong arm you into Mm -hmm. something else. Well, I know
1: the UK pub scene is much different than it is here in the United States, but the American craft style beers, including some American craft beers that are being imported to the UK, are really finding a foothold right now all across Europe. And, uh, you know, I told you I watched that whole documentary about how Stone tried to open a a brewery uh, in Europe it didn't work out so well but there's there's been others that that have and and there's there's a a big craft movement happening in Europe especially in the UK right now
2: there's a uh, there's a bit of resistance i think across the board cuz you know you remember the old adage where um it used to be that um that you know you could only get good beer in Europe and Germany and that kind of stuff and and the the American craft beer movement has blown that out of water. And uh, I I want to put a couple cases in point where the Guinness Brewery put out an American Blondale that was good, outstanding. Like and when they you got an
1: American brewery to do it,
2: Guinness doesn't have to put out stuff like that, but they do because you know keep up with the times. And I find that to be quite admirable, especially uh, with a very established uh, uh, company as that. I mean they're they've been around since i don't i don't even know what the year is but it's forever
1: i think it says it on a can of uh, a, a bottle of guinness right <laughs> established in like uh, forever ago yeah like
2: uh, the year you know 2 bc or something but um but the bottom line is like the united states craft beer movement has changed beer across the entire world it really has and shown, shown that you can do all these things and be successful. And uh, also pushing flavors, because I think a lot of the breweries um, in Europe were still doing, even though they were doing styles that we didn't generally do here that were new to us mm-hmm. when craft brews started doing it, uh, but they were still being very traditional about it. And now uh, the American craft beer industry has forced those breweries to break out of their
1: mold a and, bit. And to, yeah, to explore and try new things. It's really yeah. it's really been an interesting thing. Well, shame on you, Heineken. and And by the way... Uh, just in case no one's told you, you really need to change your
2: glass bottles. Yeah, that whole green bottle thing. Green
1: to brown. That's,
2: that's, that's green no working, as they say.
1: Um, uh, so here's a can of a very interesting thing. They're definitely paying homage to the TV show Better Call Saul, which I won't spend a lot of time on this, but after the most recent season of Better Call Saul, I began to read a number of articles from critics who are now beginning to discuss amongst themselves as to whether it has actually surpassed its uh, its uh, series that it spun off from Breaking Bad in terms of its level of excellence. Yes, I would almost argue that it has. As it has much. As I loved Breaking Bad,
0: it has, and I, I, this is, and, and we, I, I, you know what? I know you said we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but no, we are. Uh,
1: <laughs> we're, we're at Doc's house, so I, I,
0: I, I would say this uh, is that we're Breaking Brad, uh, Brad, Brad. Breaking oh, Brad. Wow, that was, that's that's a that that's a in a different <laughs> that's in a different section. Yeah. <laughs> that's behind the door. So. Oh man, nice. <laughs> So uh, as opposed to Breaking Bad, um, I, I think that Better Call Saul has all the intrigue and in what's going to happen next. And but at the same time, though, you're, you just don't feel so disgusting afterwards. Right. So it, much it was, of Breaking Bad, you just like oh, it was geez.
1: hard to root for Walter yeah, White, yeah, even yeah, though yeah, you yeah. kind of wanted to and yeah. kind of did a little, but you felt bad about it. Yeah. And yeah. and that's not necessarily the same way. Well, you know, uh, Better Call Saul was originally going to be it was originally proposed as a as more of a comedy not a not a laugh track type comedy but one of those kind of dark comedies in the you know Fargo sort of uh, sort of style and it really has developed into its own you know intriguing you know uh, I, I don't even know what you call the genre of show the breaking bad is but it's it's veered that direction and i don't know i think they've done an excellent job i think it's i really do think it's the best show on television currently um if you can call it current when there's this long of a way between seasons
2: but all right i'm going to drop this
1: bomb you I haven't, haven't watched, watched any of them yeah I, mm-hmm. I well if if you i will say this my wa- my wife had never watched breaking bad i've since gone back and watched the, rewatched the whole thing with her but she started watching better call saul with me uh, when the series began and she didn't have to have the background of breaking bad to understand what was going on and enjoy Better Call Saul. So, you could start there if you wanted, and I would recommend that you do. It's uh, it's just fantastic. I know you're not a big TV guy, but when you do watch TV, watch something excellent. And that show is excellent. In honor of Better Call Saul, we have the uh, Saul Fruitman, uh, Hazy IPA from uh, New Mexico. And I don't know if you've uh, taken an early taste there, Ian? I have. I find that often, while I'm talking about the beer, you're drinking the beer, which makes you the smarter of the two of us, but... Uh, but what are you getting so far? Um. Realistically, thin and bitter. Really,
2: that's that's what I think. I, I don't think the flavor's bad, but
0: uh, this I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go out of my way for this. Mm. My, my first thought was IPA, a fruity IPA. Is that like just a, an IPA that just uh, the, they they added some fruit to? I <laughs> now see. I, I like it. I think it's not as
1: thick. As a lot of the hazies, it's got a thinner mouthfeel to it, but I uh, I, f- I find it pretty pretty appetizing. I, I think it's yeah. See that I think it that would be very, a
2: different in our difference in our palates. I don't think I'd go back to that. It does some it's,
1: very interesting things on the palate. Uh, a lot of which is is citrus based, but it's it's very uh, I don't know. I, it's very interesting. It's not a one dimensional citrus. It's it's got uh, it's very much. Very, very orange juicy to me, but it's deeper than that.
2: I think you said it's not a one dimensional citrus. I think it's kind of a one dimensional citrus slap, though. Hmm. It's, it's, this is not, this is not a very interesting, it's not balanced to me at all. There's nothing in the front end of the flavor whatsoever. Um,
1: The the front is, is the middle of it
2: is thin and watery. The end of it has uh, a lot of lemon, like a ton of lemon just in the aftertaste overall. It's, and it doesn't taste to me like fresh lemon. It tastes like that. Squeezed out of the lemon-shaped bottle lemon to me. I, I think you S- know that. Says it. the
1: guy who liked the Bud Light Lime with the lemon floor cleaner. Well,
2: <laughs> it had more flavor than everything else that we tried that day. It,
0: Below the belt. Wow. It, it did.
1: It did. I just, I, I was just disappointed that the let flavor me, was let me, lemon Let me pledge. set
2: this up. Let me set this up. He says the guy that liked it. Okay, here's this is not the situation.
0: <laughs> just right, because we made out doesn't mean I liked her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we didn't look each other in the eye or anything. But, um, no. <laughs> no, but the situation was different. See, we had all these light beers. Right. It was a whole light beer blind taste test, and we we're trying to figure out which ones tasted better than the others. And, frankly, the one with flavor was the Bud Light lime we all thought it was lemon pledge but at least it had something going on
1: i I, I don't know compared to all
2: the other ones which were just watery and thin and weird so go
1: for tasteless before i go with furniture
2: cleaner. i well furniture cleaner at least is flavor Hmm. you know at least that's a flavor
0: well, yeah. well no. that's like prison mentality, though. Then. Well, I will tell you.
2: If, well, I was stuck in a room. I was locked in a room with all yeah, these like beers. We
0: forced him to drink beer, at Doc's. It, was, it, was, it was it was terrible. Like, I think you uh, nailed this, and to me, it's very orange juicy, and it's not mm-hmm. what I expected. I mean, I, I don't I have a problem with the fruity IPA, but on the label, I'm seeing uh, mango and pineapple. I'm right. not getting a ton of mango. Not
1: pineapple. getting a ton of mango. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's 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 definitely more orange juice forward. Uh there's def there's some other there's some other citrusy flavors in there. Uh I like it. I I found it I found it pretty uh pretty appealing to the palate. In fact I want more. So maybe uh, Ian you can pour me a little more of that while Doc uh, sets us up for our next rum selection. Where are we headed next, sir?
0: We're going to Peru. Peru. Join us. Que Peru. <laughs> Something We're going to Peru.
2: Uh, oh there?
1: Are
0: we going here? Yes. All right. Uh, so this is the Peru 2010. This one is still currently available in uh, your better retailers in the Texas market. Um, this one is going to be aged seven years in bourbon cask in Peru, obviously. Uh, one year in the Ferran cask, and then an additional year in our Pinot de Charlon casks. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this bottle down while I pour, and then I'll explain that. Is. Okay. Now, uh, while,
1: you're, while you're pouring, I'll just mention your. You're in three different kinds of casks with this, and so we kind of get a sense of what the the original cask uh, will do to it. And I believe the the next cast you said was the cognac cast. Is that is that right? So the third one, what what is the difference and what that will impart that might not have been there in the last things that we tried.
0: So that's that's a that's a deep question with uh, with an even deeper answer. Um, so what this is, it's part of a series uh, we do every year um, called the single cask, which is kind of misleading because there's it's not just one cask. I, it's, it it spends its life in three different casks. So right. I did see that said single I, I think cask well, I think it's single cask in the sense is about one cask worth is about what hits the market actually, which a very limited production. Okay. So. Uh, you know, as I said before, this one has that Pinot de Chiron finish on it and the Pinot de Chiron is a, uh, a dessert wine. It's actually made with Cognac. We take uh, uh, the unfermented juice of the grapes that we use to make the wine that we will distill into Cognac uh, and add that with Cognac and put it into a barrel, uh, a Cognac barrel, and let that rest longer and the end result is a 17 percent uh, dessert wine called Pion de Chiron. Now, it's very, very sweet, uh, this Pinot de But in my opinion, it doesn't really sweeten up this rum very much. Now, before I go into the whole third casting, uh, have you tried a chance to try, taste it yet? Not yet. Well, but then, I'll, then you know what? Then I'll put, right. I'll, put the, I'll put the pause button on that and I'll just keep talking. So, um, we, on all of our single casts, we take it a step further than just the tropical aging and bourbon casks. And the continental aging in the uh, um, uh, cognac cask, we take it a, a third, a tertiary uh, maturation, if you will, um, of some kind of cask that's going to take that flavor further, if not in yet a unexpected direction. In this case, it's the Pion de Chiron barrel. Uh, we've used uh, teeling Irish whiskey casks. We've used uh, tequila ocho casks. We're going to try one of those later. Uh, just things that you wouldn't expect, and it's just to take that rum and uh, to a different level. This has a fruitiness that I wasn't expecting. So I do think it's fruity, but the first thing on this one that I get is earthiness. There's a yes. real earthiness to this rum. But it's not terribly sweet. Not no, as, you, not, not, not as I, you would expect, especially with that pear on the you No, know, and it's, it's got
2: a bit of a drier finish and a little more of the, uh, the rum hug, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. And it also has a little more of that uh, sort of deeper wood uh, vibe to it that you get from a lot of uh, rums that, maybe very good but aren't necessarily as, I'm going to use the word experimental, that aren't trying as many different things, that aren't coming from as many different locations as Plantation. This one uh, has a little more of that traditional aged rum to this make.
2: one has a little bit of a warmer flavor mm-hmm. rather than a brighter flavor, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say, too. It's it's a very it's much a better alike, way to say it. Yeah, and it? it's got a butteriness to it that, mm-hmm. that kind of lingers after you uh, take a sip. That it's grapiness, that smooth. slight grapiness yeah.
0: that you said you're in that one? I got a lot of grapiness in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one, you said, is still available? Still available. It's about uh, $55, $60 a bottle. Um, I know you you can definitely find it out there at NASA Liquor. I think the Flax right around the corner has it. Uh, Rice Liquors in Bel Air, I believe, has this one. Uh, Ryan's Liquor up on the north side. And, of course, the Austin uh, Shaker uh, in the Austin area carries just about everything we have. This is uh, this is a so, very uh, very good one. Wiki Brian
2: is feeling snarky today since he hasn't been on the. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not hasn't, hasn't
2: been on the show for a while, and his comment was to my uh, previous conversation about the Bud Light Lime. He says, "Poop has more flavor than rice cakes." Just saying.
0: I think that's a prison thing, also.
1: A- <laughs> is this back to uh, Breaking Brad? I don't know. Breaking Brad but, uh, could be. So, but uh, on
0: this one though, there's probably I don't know, and there's maybe about six cases left in the state, and and, and when it's gone, it's gone.
1: All right. We have uh, two more beers to try. How many more rums?
0: Three more? Well, uh, we, we, we have three we can try if we got time. Uh, Yeah. All right.
1: I tell you what. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to try some. Um, I, And I don't know how this will work with rum, but we're going to try some Imperial Pumpkin Porter oh, from yeah. Brazos Valley Brewing. So we'll see how that, that works out. And uh, by the way, just uh, as a note, because I started my initial cigar so early and it was a fairly small one. I've smoked that one down now, so I've lit one of my old standbys. I always try to have a few of these in the humidor if I can. This is the Enclave Broadleaf from A.J. Fernandez, Mm -hmm. which I actually bought my first box of, Ian, when you and I met A.J. at Stogie's several years ago. When this first came out, he was there promoting it and uh, uh, bought the first box. And I was pretty much hooked immediately. These yeah. are, these are one of my absolute favorites. That's got such favorites. a
2: beautiful – look at the color on that cigar. Such a beautiful yes. and oily Maduro wrapper that's just – And I will like... say,
1: this cigar, it, not only is it one of my favorites, but it has by far the best pre-light aroma and pre-light draw of any cigar I've ever tried. It's just when – you, when you first you know pull it out of the cellophane – and smell it when you punch it and take that first dry, uh, draw through it. It's so rich, and it just makes you, it makes it where you can't wait to get it lit and smoke it.
2: This uh, Mildias that I've been uh, smoking this entire time has such a wonderful, rich nuttiness to it overall.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it still has a little of that campfire, but pepper spice backing up everything, which, by the way, goes deliciously with every rum we've had so far. Yeah. Um, and and doesn't seem to interrupt the flavor of the rums. Uh, no, I feel yeah, like which I'm, is nice.
1: Again, rums and cigars seem to pair so well. Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's, That's a, it's a much uh, it's, fish it's in a, a m- bucket kind of thing. Y- right y- there. Y- yeah, I was going to say it's much less uh, singular uh, matchup oriented than say uh, a bourbon or uh, a scotch will be, where certain ones will work with certain cigars mm-hmm. much better. I find that almost I I can almost just pull anything out of my uh, bar from a rum standpoint if i'm if i'm smoking a cigar and and it will work although
2: so. if you have a collection of rum the rum the whiskey sniff works on rum too
1: yes it does and it's a very enjoyable thing to do by the way all right we'll be right back uh some pumpkin porter and uh more plantation rum it's smoking and toasting show number 208 Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toast, and it's show number 208. We are brought to you by MyCigarshirts.com, where you can get great shirts for cigar lovers. But I don't think there's anything in MyCigarshirts.com like the gift that Ian just received from Docs and his wife. This? So that is a shirt with a, a, a real get, life bird of Let me on get this bird up bird. here. A
0: 2009 Plantation Tiki shirt. Look how fantastic. awesome that is!
1: That's fantastic. Can well, it's it got on your the website,
0: 2019. 2019. No, no, it's no. Plantation just, logo on. Just it? This things for us and our friends.
1: Yeah. You know, speaking of the uh, plantation logo, I will say, you know, I live in a uh, in a high rise building. So when the rum arrived, when I got the the uh, Isle of Fiji rum that Doc's had, uh, the guys from Plantation send over, um, I was down. I have to go downstairs to the front desk to pick up packages when they arrive. So I go downstairs, I'm riding up in the elevator, and I'm looking at my wife had gotten a couple of packages. And I'm looking at this one, and I'm like, I love this box. It's, it was decorated the same it's way like as the Doc's shirt, same way as the label. I love this box. It's so pretty. And then I looked, and in the cor- bottom corner of the box, there was a, the wooden, there was a wooden barrel. Mm. And I could see on the barrel that uh, that the, logo, the that totem, the triple totem, totem uh, logo from Plantation Rum. And I was like, oh. Then I started to get excited. So <laughs> I brought it upstairs, and I was opening it up, found what was inside, which was the bottle. And I gave the box to my wife to dispose of, and she starts to tell me, it's addressed to smoking and to-. And I, I'm like, ah, I, 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 I don't want to know that, don't want to know that, don't want to know that. Let's just pretend it came addressed to me personally. <laughs> if it's addressed to smoking and toasting, I will- well, uh, long story short, it didn't matter because uh, I did that I feel in. like. Uh, but, but I did buy another one, which is. Destined to make its way to the show, except today we're drinking doxas. <laughs> you know. Th- does any of that absolve me in any way? No, no. Okay, okay.
2: Makes you a bad person. Makes me a bad. I person. still like you though. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. It's kind of like like liking the the uh, the guy from Breaking Bad. You know. He's yeah, like, that's uh, right. That's right. I don't really want to like you, but I kind of do. I am the Walter White in this uh, in this situation. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> so remember when it comes to plantation rum, I am the one who knocks. Just
0: Docs, you have thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it smells and kind of tastes like the Halloween section at Hobby Lobby. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But I, uh, but, but I like it though. But you like the Halloween uh, section uh, at
1: it's, Hobby it's Lobby? Halloween trying trying it? It? Well, so, it's Halloween potpourri. Well, it's interesting. This is a uh, this is a pumpkin an imperial pumpkin porter it? from Brassus Valley. So I Green. like
2: the I like the beeriness of this it actually does taste like beer and sometimes when you get pumpkin beers they don't they taste like some bakery experiment that went horribly wrong
1: and well got poured you, into a can. you're right you, you taste the baking spice and that's what some of them are pumpkin. really good i
2: actually really kind of like this i think you're right though it does have a little of that uh pumpkin potpourri
0: I, I I do like it. I do like it. But that's the first. Thing, that's, that's where my brain went automatically. All right. But, so that
1: that potpourri taste is is definitely on the front. Not not the po- f-
0: finish though is. No, this is, is a good beer. Pie. So
2: I hopefully the the potpourri thing isn't so.
0: Isn't like a terrible. Yeah, I almost uh, potpourri. Yeah, that's not, like uh, saying it's like dried flowers. It's not at all. It's very pumpkiny. It's very Halloween. It's very fallish. It's very yeah. Fall-ish.
1: well.
2: And yeah. So it's and it's, that's kind of important. The pumpkin in here is obvious, but it's not brutal. Uh, it it also has a lot of those the the fall the baking spices and and uh, like like the uh, the little um, pumpkin cookies almost mm-hmm. you know like those mm-hmm. that know it has it. that kind of thing to it uh, and this is this is a delightful pumpkin beer cool.
3: absolutely I'm, I'm I'm pretty by the way pleased with it
2: I'm going to tell you right now the best pumpkin beer I've had this year is Harpoon's mm. Harpoon's pumpkin beer is outstandingly is, good is
1: this is not the Dunkin Donuts harpoon uh, uh, fall beer is it uh, this is this is an actual is it, pumpkin ale this is pumpkin we'll ale. we'll find it i've got a number of pumpkin beers standing by for our shows we had now at, now at the brew the, club
2: we had a a taste test with the um
1: with uh different <clears throat> Different pumpkin, pumpkin beers. Yeah. And uh, and well, you know, we've done that the last two years on smoking and toasting. We've we were laughing about that a pumpkin one of the taste guys test.
2: one of the guys who was trying the beers with me was Jeff who was on the show with us last year when we uh-huh. did all the pumpkin beers. He absolutely had a blast. Yeah. He he pronounced or he pronounced he announced to everybody there, he goes, If he ever invites you onto the show,
1: Go. You definitely want to go. (laughs) He had a great time. At one time or another, we should probably have everyone from your uh, drinking club. That would be a bad idea, but yeah, it's a good idea at the same time. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's when we invite Ian's friends on the show that things happen like they'll get bored while we're talking about something that doesn't particularly interest them. And just decide to shotgun a beer in the background on the camera. That's uh, that's that's the type of thing uh, that has a tendency to happen. Um, I like this. This uh, uh, this is called Cherub Rock, which obviously is a nod to the Smashing Pumpkins, and there's a really big pumpkin on the can, um, so you kind of get where they're coming from. Uh, but it is very pumpkiny, and I think uh, I think kind of puts me in that fall mood, which is not easy to do when you're sitting here with in uh, this balmy big, 86 degree yeah, weather it yeah, big cumulus clouds in the sky and the, looking at the water and it feels like uh, it feels like midsummer I, I do want
2: to I want to point something out about that though uh-huh. because a month ago at this time it was 98 to 101.
1: oh no this is comfortable this, this is, is actually fall yeah, weather this for is us. this is this is wonderful and this is the right time docs for you to be out here. Uh, and if I were you, I'd be out here pretty mm. much every day. These
0: fans are very well, okay. So, so and on that note, I want to give a a, 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 a promise thing, some, some props to my wife's Props. Do, I still, do the kids still props. say props? Yeah, street
2: cred. The kids the say props. I
0: was gonna say shout out, but I think they've moved on I from think that too. Yeah. So this is my wife's area, Susanna. We call we call her Zany. This is Zany's area, and 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 she works her butt off to keep it. Uh, a cozy area and a, and a fun place to hang out. And it's our time of year. Um, and you know, we have the fire pit over there. Uh, the lighting is beautiful at night. Uh, she, she, she does work very hard to make it a very cozy place to hang out, especially once the weather starts to get cool. Yeah. I
2: saw that when I walked out earlier, the fire pit looks like a great place to sit around. In that,
0: that is actually, detail. uh, that fire pit is, is modeled after our fire pit in France at, at Bon Bonnet, at Chateau Bon Bonnet. Uh, the one time I brought Suzanne with me, she loved it so much she had to have one. So mm-hmm. <laughs> now I know that sounds like oh, was in France I had to have it. No, it was it's it's still a Home Depot model there, but it just looks a lot like the one we no, have. No, it's yeah. great though. Well, it looks awesome.
1: And since you are, what did you call this? The uh, Paris of uh, the Paris of Fort Bend County. Of Fort Bend County, yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. It, it all
0: fits right in. And sometime when it cools down, the gentleman will have to come back over and we'll we'll explore a little bit more rum. When it so. cools down, we call that winter. Yeah, <laughs> right,
1: right. And don't blink or you'll miss it.
2: Then it'll be in the sixties. Yeah, exactly. We'll burn stuff and uh, we'll drink. So
1: what are we? Uh, what are we trying next mm. from a rum standpoint? There, Mister you know, Dovzakas.
0: Uh, I was going to go. I got to put my mic there. Um, I was going to go in uh, the weird direction. not weird, but uh, interesting direction of the Guyana 1998, which is finished, finished, finished in tequila ocho casks. Mm. But I think that with that last flavor profile, I think going to Saint Lucia would be better. Okay, Saint Lucia. Which can it you is. hand me that bottle right there, the first one closest to you? Thank you, my friend. Uh, so this is the St. Lucia 2010. This is an exclusive that we sell only at our uh, uh, our chateau uh, in, in France. And I don't even know if we have any left. Is
1: it so. me, or is that a much darker colored uh, liquid than some of the other rums that we've tried here?
0: Definitely darker than the Isle of Fiji. It is darker. You're correct, sir. Okay. I can confirm that at this time, Senator. It yeah. is darker.
1: <laughs> I will neither...
2: Uh, confirm nor deny.
1: None of says any. None
0: of which says anything about it. It has Eagles, a it
2: has a reddish, uh, Court, kind of yeah. a ruby reddish kind of. Yeah, that's what I was getting. Look at. going to mm-hmm. it that, that the other ones don't
1: have. And this is Saint Lucia. Now, um, are there are there things that you would sort of automatically expect from a Saint Lucia distillate? In, in other words, is is it something? Is there a, uh, a sort of an over, overriding characteristic that St. Yes. Lucia rums uh, would think,
0: have? Yes, I think St. Lucia rum, which is delicious rum. Uh, this is not the Ooh. only uh, St. Lucia we put out. Um, we, we put out a vintage not too long ago. Um, I don't know when we're going to do another one again, though. But um, St. Lucia has a little bit of rancio to it. And again, we don't, we go, well, you want to go to that word funk, but that's reserved for the Jamaicans. It's, it's okay. got, it's got, it's got this, this, this unique quality about it. That's, what was you know, the word you used? Rancio. Rancio. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, we call it overripe when we talk about beer. Okay. You can get it right right on the nose there. It it almost reminds you of like this fortified wine that maybe stayed out one day, one day too long, but it's just delicious. It's still delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, it's... Well, and
1: that's the thing, you know, we talk about those flavors in beer a lot. We go, oh, it's got, it's got like an overripe banana flavor to it. That doesn't necessarily sound like it would be appetizing, but in the right beer, it really, well, really is. Well, and so is. I'm
2: going to use another one of those terms that sounds a little weird until you're drinking a bunch of rum and kind of get it. It has a slight rubberiness to the flavor. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that mm-hmm. in rum. I like that. It's a weird flavor. It's an odd flavor. I but think rubberiness is a good, good word. Rubberiness yeah. is a good right. thing.
1: And it. and a lot of Jamaican rums have that uh, that sort of rubberiness to the to the flavor as well. What interests me about this? The one... Jamaican
2: rums, I think, have a little more uh, that Funky's
1: talking about. Well, a we're, more... we're allowed to call it funk if it's Jamaican, right?
2: No,
0: it's not that you're not allowed to. <laughs> I just, I, I, I feel like that's like you know, it's. I think when we say the word funk, our, our mind automatically goes to those. Uh, uh, um, Mid to high level, high ester level uh, Jamaican rums, right. and I, and I don't want to do a disservice to the Saint Lucia uh, rums of, of of saying it's the same thing. And that's an insult to either Saint Lucia or or Jamaica. They're just they're just very different, and and I think you hit it around. Right they with that rubberiness, and I, and I say that not in a bad way. It's not at all. Uh, uh, um it's an unpleasant taste. taste yeah it's, it's awful yeah so well, this particular one it is a single cask offering from us which means it has been triple aged not only you see seven and a half years in the bourbon cask one year in the Ferran cask and an extra six months in our Ferran renegade barrel casks mm-hmm. now if you remember renegade barrel renegade barrel number two which was uh chestnut. Uh, uh, oh. um, uh, aged uh, uh, cognac, which we couldn't even call it cognac because you have to use oak of some kind. So this In was, order for it to actually be called right. a cognac, I, yeah. bought, I think I bought this on yeah. the show. A while I back. think so, yes. And, it's, and we actually call it the Eau de vie de vent made, mm-hmm. uh, made with uh, Ferron cognac. So we use those barrels and we call them. Uh, um, Zebra cast because there's a lot of uh, light and dark wood in there. I remember uh, you yeah. mentioning that before on the show, yeah. actually. So yes, I think some of wow. our renegade, our zebra, our zebra casts are some of Alexander's most prized possessions, and we're using that more and more for some uh, aging with the rums, uh, you know, because they're 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 when the reason why they're zebra cast is these these are casts that have been torn down and rebuilt, uh, removing staves and 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 uh, putting new ones in to. To maintain the uh, you know the, the the integrity of the barrel where it is still producing good flavor yeah I mean uh, I, I'm going to screw this word up and it's one of the hardest words in French and and I, it's redouage redouage uh, got horrible but it's it's <laughs> it's the practice of 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 uh, uh, maintaining a barrel by taking the spirit out at some point and replacing you know two three four staves and then and then you know, basically putting the barrel back together and then putting the spirit back in.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So uh, I will say that this has of the different rums we've had today, this has the most pronounced and most interesting uh retrohale of flavor on the yeah. retrohale of, of anything that we've had so far here today. It's extremely pleasant and it just kinda of brings you back to one another sip.
2: The the retrohale to me has a bit of earthiness to it. You mentioned mm-hmm. earthiness in the last one. This has uh, a higher degree of that. But it also has, um, it's interesting because it's right right before the very finish of this, that grapiness mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. hits you. And then it gets interrupted by this big, warm flavors and the, and, the, uh, and the spirit hug that you get from it, which is super pleasant and super nice.
1: Guys, do we want to try one more rum in this segment, or do we want to do two rums and a beer and drinking news all in
0: segment number five? Let's, oh, we can do this quick. Okay, let's do another uh, one here. That's that's pretty stacked. Cool. Yeah. So can you hear me the second bottle right there? This is the one next we're going to try now is the Guyana 1998. And this one did not make it to Texas. If you have a friend in the Chicago or New York area, uh, you can try and get it. I'm going to put this bottle down real quick.
2: A friend in the Chicago area, you can try and get him to send it to you.
1: Yeah, you or maybe you're in the Chicago area. This one's mine, I think. Are you that sure? One, that one's yours. No, we so do have a pandemic going I on just here. brought this All one right. over from the side, I, and I uh, polished off what was inside it. So. We are pandemically challenged. Uh, yeah, so the one in the middle is yours there, Doc.
0: So um, this one is also single cask but the third maturation on this is going to be tequila ocho casks. Now
1: that's really interesting because that's uh-huh. that's a pretty unusual thing to finish a rum in isn't its it, is it that tequila casks. Now the whole point of it. Now Tom, yeah.
0: Thomas Estez, Tomas Estes, I should say, is a friend of Alexander's and a very sweet gentleman who makes uh, tequila ocho. Which is a very nice tequila. And, and you know what's wonderful? And the thing um, is we they're part of our barrel exchange program where he actually used some of our bear, uh, uh, some of our barrels for his products and they didn't come to the United States and when I got I know, actually, this next one we're going to try. I bought it in Maison uh, Druski in Paris. They had three different uh, uh, Ocho expressions, two aged in, I think, in Ferran cask and one in uh, uh, um, plantation cask. And I couldn't bring it home with me because I was already lugging home too much bottles of our, too many bottles of our stuff. Right. I said we just had any room for it, you know?
2: There's almost, there's a hint of pepperiness in yep. the
0: end of this that,
1: again, you Which would you never, wonder if that comes from the tequila barrel. Yeah,
2: you would never expect that in a rum. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In general, and there's a hint of that pepperiness, and then there's a there's a sweetness that happens at the very end, and then in the retrohale that really, really, it, it ties the whole it ties the whole rum together. I really,
1: really like this, but it is, I would say, the least rum-like of any of the rums that we've tried today.
0: I agree, uh, it, it, and I think you know, uh, it, it's it's that, that first sip is that mustiness of of of, of a, 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 a wall cellar. Um, yeah. And then on the finish, you get that vegetal quality of a nice reposado tequila. Mm-hmm. You know, just I think that's, that's my favorite the word:
2: vegetals. Yeah. Vegetal, very good, yes. right there. I like that.
0: it's really
1: delicious, though. Like it's it, but it almost feels like it's an, an entirely new spirit, all its own. It is, you know? and,
0: and I'll be perfectly honest. I don't think that all of I don't think every rum level, even that from a plantation level, was huge on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I loved it just because it was so different, and it's a delicious. Uh, Product, but um, I think I think if people do want to get that, I do believe Astor Wines in New York still have this, and they have a website. And I, I think Bennings in Chicago has it. So if you have a friend in Chicago or New York, you can still get this one.
1: It really, really is something that you should try. It, it's particularly if you're a real lover of rum and you like you know yeah. trying all of the different kinds and expressions. This is one you, you have a should. You shouldn't miss. Yeah, I will you tell you when palette. we
2: started this show. My um, knowledge of rum. Was absolutely abysmal, absolute minimal. I just wasn't a rum drinker at all. Um, my dad loved rum. Mm-hmm.
3: You know,
2: my dad loved <clears> rum <throat> to the point where it didn't matter if it was good rum or bad rum.
1: Right. <laughs> just the old drunken sailor song comes to mind. <laughs> like yeah.
2: my dad just loved rum, and uh, and so and, con- and consequently there was there was some bad rum, and you know, and I'd sit down and have a drink with dad. He'd go here, try
1: this, and huh. <laughs> like, right. Well, well, yeah. There is such a thing but, as bad rum.
2: But that being said, um, since we started doing this show, I've been introduced to rum in a whole new light, and I'm becoming a fan. Like I find myself at the house. Um, and five years ago, this this wouldn't have been me, but I find myself at the house sometimes going, "Ooh, I want that rum," because I have actually a nice little selection of rum. Um. And good ones to to go there and try and and have.
1: Docs with a, with a selection that's as large as yours. Um, what are you choosing most often right now?
3: Right now.
0: Right now. Yeah. Uh, well, right now I'm drinking the Guyana '98. No no, 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 I'm, <laughs> no. I'm saying. Uh, what am know, I going to yeah, the most what, what what i What's drinking? your
1: go to right now? I've been drinking a
0: lot of the Isle of Fiji. Yeah. A lot of the Isle of Fiji. Um, you know. Uh, you know. It also depends on on, on what what. Part of the evening we're in. <laughs> no. I, I was drinking some of the uh, original St. Lucia vintage. I think it was 2005. Uh, we had some friends over when it got cool last weekend. We uh, uh, hung out and burned a fire. And I started out with some St. Lucia and had some Isla Fiji and ended up drinking uh, the pineapple, your wife's favorite. Yeah, the, love the stick it. Stick in fancy it. pineapple. Yeah, love it. You it's, know, it's uh,
1: just so good.
0: I tell people about the pineapple rum,
2: and a lot of times it's funny because you think pineapple rum and you think it's going to be this. Like like they do with the uh, vodkas a lot of times, how they infuse the right. flavors, it's and it not gets not kind like of that obnoxious at all. or perfumey it's sometimes. Not like that at all? It's not. It's absolutely amazing, and it's easy to drink by itself. It mixes incredibly well. It's, it's and it's a great and rum. it's not
1: like like Fireball mixing cinnamon with the uh, w- you know with the with the whiskey. Right. Uh, it's a it but it but it's the reason is because it's not pineapple infused. It's aged in. Uh, in barrels that have it's pineapple stays. Distilled. Right? distilled. It's with distilled
0: pineapple. with pineapple. pineapple. Still, we, yeah, we distill so our fine. three-star rum with with the actual skin of, of what's called Victorian pineapples. Uh, very the very small, skin. Yep. very sweet, very flavorful pineapples. And then we do and uh, in, uh, uh, infuse the um, uh, uh, we let the the meat of the pineapple sit in our original dark rum, and then we take that distillation of the skins and the three-star. Merge that with the uh, the original dark and put it back into the cognac uh, barrel and let it age at least six more months. And the ori- a lot of work, I think.
1: And the original dark is just a terrific product yes. to begin with. Huh? And when you add that uh, that pineapple to it, it just it just really creates a it's a unique thing. I remember my wife was the first one to discover it. She'd gone out. Someplace with a friend, and the bartender recommended it. She told him she liked rum. The bartender recommended it, and she came home saying, "We have to get this," uh-huh. and that was uh, that was how we got started on, um, basically keeping the plantation, Texas sales figures uh, <laughs> at an all time high, I believe, uh, uh, be- because of that. Because You're working and, on that with the Fiji well, now. Yeah, well, I was I was about to say, and I was I was going to save this for the end of the show, but Docs, the the Isle of Fiji at its price point, and with it being as as delicious and drinkable as it is it's now become we've got a lot of rums at our house huh? but Isle of fiji and the pineapple are now the rums that we will always have in our bar there will always be a bottle of that in our bar when it runs out we'll get another one that's uh that's a that's a pre, that's a pretty remarkable thing when you consider quite frankly how overflowing our bar i was is. gonna and say we, your bar we're running out we're running out of room to be completely <laughs> honest in fact every now and then uh I'll say to my wife, what should I drink tonight? And she'll say, something that's almost empty.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so <know>. uh, so
2: <laughs> I'll talk for a second about home bar management. I've been yeah. going through that, too. If it's a third of a bottle, yeah. that's kind of making my decisions That's
1: kind now. of it. <laughs> yeah. That's better than the whiskey sniff when it comes infinity to Infinity bottles,
0: one. guys. Infinity bottles. In, in that room over there, I got an infinity bottle for cognac, an infinity bottle for rum, an infinity bottle for bourbon, an infinity bottle for scotch. Oh, and when a bottle gets it. that low, I
1: got my own blend going. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so the mowers have come out. We're going to take a quick break uh, and come back with our final segment. In the final segment, for those of you who have stuck around, drinking news and uh, drinking news is pine. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not pineapple. Is pumpkin based today? Uh, which fits in perfectly. We'll be trying one more uh, flavor of rum. What is that last one? Uh, we're going to do the Cuba 2003. Oh, the Cuba. All right, so this will be interesting. And we're going to try a very, very special bottle of uh, Lone Pint. It is the Tornado Shark BA, which is the 7th anniversary Lone Pint. That looks So awesome. we'll be back with more of this and more of that. It's Smoking and Toasted. Hang on. Segment 5 is coming. Welcome back, it's smoking and toasted, episode number 208. We're live at Greg Doxakis' domicile, the Paris of Fort Bend County. We're live at Doxnyland, and uh, we're brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com, because cigars. And now, my friends, it's time for Drinking News.
2: Drinking News, Drinking News.
1: Now it's time
2: for Drinking News, Drinking News. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm had a gator for a pet. Sorry, I'm working on this. Uh,
1: you're doing it on GarageBand. You're doing good so never far. Had, never <laughs> had one lesson. <laughs>
2: never one lesson. I asked him about his absent arm. He said, "Well, I tried to take my gator to the vet." Drinkin' news, drinkin' news, now it's time for drinkin' news.
1: Cheers, y'all. So, I'll point out that Ian uh, wasn't able to bring the ukulele today, and so he just performed the Drinkin' News theme song on GarageBand on my iPhone, which I think... All Things Considered turned out pretty good. <laughs> well, I've never played Garage
2: Band before. <laughs> yes. I knew it existed. One of my students showed me. After, after
0: a drink, we'll consider a few more things and then talk about it. Well, and then,
2: you know, and then I show up here at Doc's house, and he has all this rum and everything. I'm like, where's your ukulele? And you Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah, no, it's totally my fault. I, I, well, the ukulele is sitting on my table where I can't forget
0: it. It's in the shop.
1: My yeah. bad. It's well, in the shop. I'm the guy why, that fixes that stuff, though. That's the I problem. Felt, here's why I felt it was so important to have the drinking news song theme song today because our drinking news story starts out by saying a florida man i love that (laughs) that is the first line i'm glad i chose that verse today a florida man is accused of striking his girlfriend with a pumpkin and its innards during a 2 a.m confrontation last week at the couple's apartment police report now Let me just say, before we go any further... he was
2: smashing pumpkins? Yes,
1: he was. Let me just say, before we go any further, we are not laughing at the concept of domestic abuse. What we're laughing at is a guy who thought a pumpkin would make his point. That's it. According to a criminal complaint, Nathan Garisto... And by the way, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, uh, Adam will have inserted a photo of Nathan holding up a bottle of Tito's vodka and what... (laughs) Looks like maybe a Captain Morgan in the other hand with a big grin on his face. Two-fisting it. Yes. Um, Two great tastes that taste great together. Nathan Aristo was arrested earlier this week on a domestic battery charge. He's free on a $1,000 bond, and he's been ordered to have no contact with his 29-year-old pumpkin-covered victim. Police say that when they responded to the couple's Largo residence, the victim was, quote, covered in pumpkin seeds and pulp, end quote. Garisto, cops noted, was heavily intoxicated while engaged in a verbal argument with his girlfriend. After refusing his girlfriend's request to leave the home, Garisto allegedly threw a pumpkin and all of the insides at her, the complaint alleges. Uh, when questioned by police, he, he only claimed that he threw the pumpkin at the sliding glass door. He said, that ain't true. I hospital. cleaned it out first. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's pled not guilty to the misdemeanor count. A judge ordered him to wear an alcohol monitor. As part of his bond conditions, apparently his rap sheet wah, wah, wah. also includes convictions for drunk driving, marijuana <laughs> possession, careless driving, and probation violation. As they
2: say here in Texas, not his first rodeo. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so it's not necessarily a hilarious drinking news story, but the fact that it began with a Florida man. Well, it began with a Florida and man, and, you and have, included you have the him throwing here. pumpkins. Someone
2: got attacked with a pumpkin, mm-hmm. and it started with a Florida man, which. It's, it's absolutely brilliant.
1: One of my favorite episodes ever of the David Letterman Show was when he launched pumpkins from the top of his building. And, and pumpkins and watermelons. He yeah, he's piano. done it with all kinds of things. <laughs> but, but pumpkins was just about my favorite. Watching them splatter on the uh, on the New York City street below. Something about that just appeals to my inner uh, junior high schooler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's your drinking news. By I the way, you. we remind you, of course, the drinking news. Is often about is often, but not necessarily about drinking itself. And uh, speaking of drinking, Ian, I am incredibly curious as to what you are going to think about. Uh, this you know, bit. I'm
2: pretty sure that when we had Tornado Shark before, we
1: loved it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and this Tornado Shark, and you can read this off of the uh, label there, so that I get it right. But it has been aged in applewood barrels. Is that right? Is, tell me exactly what it says. Let's there. see.
2: American Strong Ale, aged in apple brandy barrels. 7th mm. uh, Anniversary Limited Release Ale, 6.3% by volume.
1: Now, I would this is where I would normally say that, based on our experience, Lone Pint Brewery can do no wrong. However, we discovered that they actually can, because when we had their brewmaster on, he served us one... He brought all of the beer and Crowlers uh, and served us one that we were kind of like... And
2: he didn't bring the Yellow Rose. No, he didn't
1: bring the Yellow Rose, which is, quite frankly, one of the greatest IPAs ever brewed. So he so he comes on the show. We've tried several beers. They're all fantastic. And then he pours us this other one. And Ian and I are both kind of looking at each other like, eh. And, and we're a little bit underwhelmed because everything we've tried from these guys has been terrific. And he said something like, so what do you think? And we were tried to be nice and said, well, I, you know, I don't think we like this as much as the other things we've tried or something like that. And he's like, yeah, this one isn't very good yeah, at yeah, all. It's, it's kind of like, bad. Yeah, he brought, he brought <laughs> it, to, I, th- I think, to test us just to see if we would, uh, you know, kiss his ass because he brought us a uh, 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 an interesting but not so great beer. This one, however.
2: This is
0: delicious. Yeah. Thoughts, Docs? Have you tasted this yet? Yeah, I'm still trying to uh, identify what I'm tasting yet. Yeah, I like mm. it. This is delicious. There's um,
2: there's definitely um, the oak on the tail end of it. There's mm-hmm. definitely there's a little bit of the uh, raisiny kind
0: of flavor going on in there. There's. But would you say that it's got that custardy flavor of the part of the creme brulee that's not the brulee? Mm-hmm. That's the creme? The crown. Yes, that makes not, sense. The,
1: not the burnt part on the top. Oh, yeah. But the, uh, yeah,
0: it's got a sweetness that's really interesting. It's not creme brulee. It's just creme. It's brulee. It's so. No, the, d- the it's just part. a brulee. Oh, brulee is the hardest part.
2: How is the? <laughs> I, I don't speak all that Spanish. Yeah.
1: I think the. <laughs> I think you misquoted there. I believe it's the waiting is the hardest part. Yeah, the
0: brulee is the hardest. Part. Yeah, the <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is absolutely
1: done.
2: delicious. This, this is very nice. I like it. I like this it. is one There's of the, a there's a powdered chocolatiness that just hints around the edges too that's
1: Are you picking up any of the apple? Because I get a little bit of the apple in there as well.
2: I can go with apple too.
1: Mm. I don't
3: know.
1: I think that may be one of the one of the finer beers we've tried on this show. I think that's outstanding. I level. love
0: the bitterness on the end of mm-hmm. it. The mm-hmm. bitterness mm-hmm. is delicious. Yeah, because I think when we talk about sweetness in beers, you, you don't eat you too much and you have cider. The, you know? Right, yeah. right.
1: Now, the regular um, Tornado Shark is an American Strong Ale. You can get it in those mm. four packs of those not-quite-bombers that uh, that uh, they release from Lone Pint. But this one is sold as a standalone These run about eight to nine bucks,
2: yeah, this is like is it a sixteen nine is that what size this is?
1: yeah, I think that's right, yeah, um,
2: yeah, they always do four of these instead of a regular six pack I like it though it's very distinctive, yeah, sixteen point nine fluid ounces it's very distinctive, it's easy to see. they have a cohesiveness to their packaging that makes it real easy to find um anything from their brewery, but what's really weird about their packaging I've noticed is. I think a lot of companies really try to match like the packaging to the style of beer. And a lot of times, I don't get that. Like the gentleman's relish is a great brown ale, but it doesn't look like a brown ale until right. you I know until you, you pour yeah. it into a glass. Yeah. You know, like the 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 packaging doesn't look like a brown ale to me.
1: Right, which is okay, mean. but I I I really kind of like the whole big bottle. They've got a consistency thing. though across their yes. line uh, to all of the lone pints looking similar to each other but unique to everything else. Yep. I'm going to fix uh, this. Uh, that's, I, I think that's pretty spectacular. I really do. Uh, Docs, what's your final word on that? No, yep,
0: I love it. It's, a, it's, it's delicious. I, I would drink that again. Mm. I would serve it to my friends and my family. <laughs>
1: ah. <laughs> it worked, works well with the Enclave Broadleaf too. All right. We've got one more uh, rum that we brought out from the Docs collection. This uh, and this one's from Cuba. So... Now, I, I will say, uh, I absolutely love um, the, uh, the Cuban rums that I've tried before. Obviously, they've just become harder to uh, obtain uh, if they were uh, actually from oh. Cuba. Uh, what, what are the distinguishing characteristics, if there are, if there are some, of Cuban rum versus uh, other distillates?
0: Uh, they have large beards and wear a lot of camouflage. Okay, then now right. we know. I don't know. They're hipsters. I don't know. Listen, I. I, 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 <laughs> I, I uh, they I, ride
2: single gear bicycles.
0: <laughs> I got this at also Le Maison de Whiskey, perhaps the finest uh, uh, spirit store in the world. I actually have two locations They're in Paris. But um, I brought this one back because obviously you can't get uh, Cuban rum in the United States. I think I may just have admitted to a crime there but anyway. uh,
1: no I well at the, time, at the time maybe I think it was legal for you to bring it back Is it's, there a statute of limitations on that well, No no but, but see that's one of the things that was just reversed because Is there a it was in the house? for a, it w- <laughs> no it was for a while legal to bring back Cuban cigars and Cuban yeah. rum for personal consumption you couldn't right. bring them back to sell uh, but that actually has recently been reversed.
0: So as long as you didn't do this in the last couple of weeks. So this one is, is a heady elixir. It's 13 years old in bourbon casks in uh, uh, Cuba, uh, one year in the Ferran cask, and then an additional year in our Célacion des uh Ferran Cognac. It's the 30-year-old cognac. That's easy for you to those say. Selecion des Anges, the selection of the angels.
1: I will tell you that I've uh, had the Havana Club Cuban rum. Mm. Which I really, really liked, Mm -hmm. and I had some of their Dominican rum, which I thought was okay, but I didn't like nearly as much as I liked uh, their uh, their Cuban rum. Mm -hmm. So I'm just I'm curious with Plantation, where I you know have loved the iterations from uh, all these different places. I'm curious to
0: see what the Cuban will be like. So this one is 100, just just a hair under 120 proof, 120.
1: 120.
2: It's a little
0: hot. No, that's a hair over
2: in
1: my proof. Ian, I believe he's speaking your language there. It's, it's
2: a little bit hot. I want to see what you think about this. I'm very curious as to her. your well, initial... I
1: can tell by the nose that the proof is high. You can tell it's going to have a little kick to it. Like On the point. nose,
2: it, this has a kind of a chemical-y thing going on. And that's, again, not necessarily mm. in a bad
1: way. Wow. Do you like this one? I do. Now... I will say, this one goes down much more like a whiskey, in terms of the heat. Obviously, the proof is higher, so that's that's where that's coming from. But the rum flavorings, there's the caramel that you get on the uh, on the tongue, the um, I'm gonna have to taste it again to pull taste it in. again.
0: So, do you remember your friend that uh, brought in the beer that he didn't like it? But he want to see what you thought. Yeah, this is what you did here. Don't love it. So you don't love this? I don't this. love it. Oh, I Docs,
1: I do, though. Okay. See, no, but here's what so,
0: I Perfect. That, I'm glad you said that because one thing that's that, that, that you, know, uh, um, you know, my grandfather used to say, if everybody liked the same thing, I have to keep a closer eye on your grandmother. Right, you right, know what right. I mean? Right. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it's you know, it, 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 I... It, I i I don't That's love the flavor profile of this one your, but your but we but George we <laughs> but we do so we do so many uh, uh um uh rums and so so many different expressions there was bound to be one that was not my cup of tea mm-hmm. that is the one I'm proud to have it because wow. it's a rarity and it's obvious a lot of care went into it way before we got it and then some you know but uh just know it's it's not my favorite so
2: i'll tell you what what I thought, because we actually tried this before the show too. And I'll tell you what I thought about it. The first sip, I didn't have any real It was interesting. It's different. But what I found is each consecutive sip, I liked it less and less. There's something in that flavor that that built up and just became a little overwhelming is, for my palate. There is
1: something on the finish that does strike me as a little odd. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I love I love the initial flavor and I love. What it does in the middle of the palate.
2: It's big. Like, it's initial, like, it's almost a palate shocker when you take that sip. Yes. It's it's big on the palate. It certainly is. Wow.
1: Uh, uh, Docs, if you don't think that that's a bottle that you're, you know, that you're going to be
0: interested in drinking the rest of, I would be, you know more than happy
1: to take that off your hands
0: i would not be able to sleep at night knowing that my set was incomplete but but you are welcome to come over and visit it anytime <laughs> any, you want any, anytime. Right. yeah no i really wouldn't take your uh your only bottle of
1: that but but uh but well that's no, that's a, that's I, a I pricey like it, bottle too like
0: that was not an inexpensive it was not cheap it was about 200 american dollars. oh wow I, I
1: i wouldn't but wouldn't we're talking about so a 15 year
0: old rum here and, and a very high proof one and a very rare one at that so well
1: i think i think it's delicious now um like I more? won't go so far as to say it's my favorite, but I would I would definitely say that that's uh, that that's a good run. You know, it's funny too
2: because we tasted it before the show and I had that response. The first sip was interesting, it's huge, and then the and then every sip that I took after just was and the so when we tried it now, I didn't have that initial, mm, I don't like it again. But the next sip and then the we've next been drinking sip. all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too. There is that, yeah. I, I might well, be getting a little palate blind by this by this point, but but then, but again the same thing happened. I just took a, a few sips of it, and at each successive sip had it just builds up whatever that is that I I'm not jiving with on there. It's interesting. Well,
1: so before we go, let me share this because I wanted to get uh, Dox's input on this new uh, Black Diamond Rum from Kiss. Obviously, we don't have it here to taste, although. <laughs> If we can get our hands on will you on some, will you come on the show and taste it with us? Of
2: course, right. but
0: oh, only if we can do makeup. <laughs> can, can we? Can ju- <laughs> we You know, I call, I call Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I will I, I'll say. have
2: to prep a Kiss song on the ukulele.
1: Okay, well, that's fair enough. I, I isn't there a, a a band of midgets that's done Kiss songs kiss. on the banjo? No, kiss. no, I know about Mini Kiss, but isn't there isn't there somebody who's done like a bluegrass Kiss album? Oh, I don't know I that think, one. I think i think i know there's Hazy there.
3: Dixie
2: but that's that's, AC/DC yeah, that's, on, that's uh true. bluegrass right. which by the way, if you haven't listened to it, oh listen to that yeah yeah uh
1: in any case, and by the way, I always thought mini Kiss would be like the ultimate band to book for like a uh end of the year Christmas that'd be an amazing party or something. One, wouldn't yeah. that be awesome uh <laughs> heavy metal band kiss known for of course their outrageous stage outfits and face paint. Uh, they have announced their intention to enter the spirits market. Their first release from the Kiss Rum Collection, spelled with a K, Kiss Black Diamond Rum, will be made with a blend of Caribbean rums aged for up to 15 years. Uh, named after the final track on their debut album, uh, Black Diamond, the rum will be said to offer a restrained sweetness and a marked oak character on the palate. Uh, they go on to describe what it's supposed to give you, but it's for me it's better to Describe those things after no. you've actually tasted the rum. Is it is um, it
3: Paul
2: Stanley that's a huge rum fan then? Or I,
0: I don't know which one of them is. It doesn't say well, I, here. I don't think Paul Stanley's drank anything other than herbal tea for decades. Yeah, I think that no. maybe now right. Ace Freely on the other. No, he's i oh, she's still alive. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <It's, yeah.
1: laughs> they
0: say when they look at the bottle, they've created
1: a label that embodies everything they associate with KISS, the attitude, the costumes, the songs and the makeup they all grew up with. Um I I don't know. Uh, to me, the article doesn't tell me uh, who makes the rum, which I'm really interested in knowing. You know, when, when Metallica... The Caribbean's a relatively big place. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, when Metallica released Blackened, it was easy to go, oh, yeah, it's another rock band cash- cashing in. But then you found out who the distiller was that they were using to distill the rum, and he's the guy that put Whistlepig on the map... And was the master distiller at Maker's Mark for all that time, which was our good friend. Who's I, I don't know Dave Pickerel. D- Dave Pickerel, thank you. Maybe it was Dave the, Pickerel the, the uh, seems rum, to have like a very in,
2: uh, and and you know we had him on right before he passed, and he was such a sweet fellow.
1: Mm-hmm. He really uh, was. But he
2: seems to have a very Tupac way of putting out albums uh, uh, uh,
1: post- po- uh posthumously. Yeah, posthumously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah I, they, I think they released the last of his uh, blends from Whistle Pig. Uh, this year, and of course, Blackened came out after the yeah, past. Yeah. Uh, but, well, but, he talked about that when he was right. on the show with us. He was working but, on it. But that. at least with Metallica, there was there was some credibility involved in the distillation of their whiskey. Mm-hmm. You could make up your own mind about whether them blasting the whiskey uh, cast with Metallica songs while it aged was a factor or not. But Dave Pickerel knew what he was doing. Uh, with the Kiss Black Diamond Rum, course we'll have to taste it but i really really wonder was there a, any kind of a reputable rum organization that was involved in helping them craft this i am this?
0: confident that it'll do as well as their wine label did which is not so good right
1: is it is it still around i don't think so i am
0: confident it'll do as well as their <laughs> wine label <did. laughs> all right well they'll they'll
1: sell at least one because we're going to have to get our hands on it somehow uh, to be able to taste it. But uh, anyway, Again, it, it is directly it, affecting it, sales. It's about a 42, bottle, a $42 bottle of rum, apparently, in U.S. prices. So we'll, uh, we'll be on the lookout. If uh, if, any of our, if any of our spirit buyers at uh, Specs are listening to this, please stock it at least for a few days. So we can, <laughs> uh, so we can grab a bottle and, and try it. Because that's part of what we do here at Smoking the Toast, and Toasting. We try things so you don't have to. You
0: said they're doing a whole line of spirits? uh it they indicated that they were cold, there's cold is cold gin after that, that oh was, see that would make sense cold gin, yeah. time that would make sense yeah that would make sense yeah yeah, see, sense. yeah. yeah. Up yeah. okay, okay. there right. you go um, <laughs> i love the things that we discover what, 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 about what, what, guests what, in segment five wait, you no, know just give me a couple of minutes i'm gonna do the whole line here we'll have a tequila for him we'll have a vodka
1: yeah let oh, see that that, <laughs> uh, that works for me uh Docs, thanks for inviting us over to your home this is a uh a wonderful place to sit out uh, and have a cigar and uh, and some rum and some beers, and uh, we are. Um, I just want to say how big a fan I already am of the Isle of Fiji. That's a that's a a, a regular. I would have I would have already on. been
2: a fan had I known yes. about it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ian is so mistreated on this show as those of you who uh
0: watch or listen regularly i may just have i known. need I need your address so I can send uh, two of everything yeah, yeah
1: see
2: see yeah. Yeah. all right
1: we'll make that happen yeah well, uh you know you did get the bird of paradise shirt i might. that's that pretty out. amazing, I am that's super a, that's excited pretty awesome about thing. that, yeah, it's a pretty awesome thing. Uh, so Isla Fiji is available pretty much everywhere, correct? This is not a difficult difficult you know one to find? You know
0: what? It's, it's uh, all the larger specs. Uh, I know that Total Wine is carrying it also, and also uh, some of our better uh, plantation partners that carry a lot of the uh, uh, the single caster carrying it as well. And, and I'll be perfectly honest, it sold out. we, uh, we, wow. we, we it, it really took us by surprise just how well it, it sold. Because typically, well, you know, whenever we bring out a new product, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. You give it about it six months. It takes a little
2: time to grab some traction. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But this one, boom. like.
0: Well, that, that happened about, to you
1: with the pineapple, too, because I remember no, no, it, I, I, it was honestly, hard to find for a little well, while.
0: Well, it, was a, it was still was every now and then, but we've gotten a lot. We've we've we in production, but that was, no, it, it was it was sort of like just on the bartender's, you know, uh, um, uh, brains back then it was sort of just in their secret rum language and then it hit the general market and, and then it yeah it got got crazy but this I mean out of the gate but the good news is is we have two more pallets of it landing in Houston this week oh. so well, it, 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 it will it, you know it's just a matter of it's not a matter of production it's a matter of getting a boat to France and picking it up and bringing it to Texas which we are working on that right now
1: well this is smoking a toast and Toasting, where if you stay to the end of the show you find out about things you may not have known before like the fact that bartenders have a secret rum language. A secret
2: <laughs> rum language. Uh, I think that's a great place Speaking to Speaking of the show. bartenders. Yeah. I went and visited um, Chris at his restaurant. Yes. We just had
0: him on the show, yes, uh, Chris. Chris Morris. I had uh, lunch there yesterday. What's that? I, I had lunch there yesterday.
2: Oh, yeah. So me and my wife went there and we had drinks and hung out. And I brought him that bottle of gin that I told him that I thought he would enjoy. Yes. It. And he did. He thought it was very interesting. Uh, but I also mentioned to him. That the uh, that the uh, drinking news song, yes, could also be done by people that aren't me, correct. And I got a text from him saying he's working on
1: it. Oh, so he's working on a Chris Morris version, yes, of the drinking news song. Mm-hmm. Well, this is very exciting to me. It's
0: just the regular song with more f bombs in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like the, like the uh, the Dan Band. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs>
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a perfect place to end the show. I uh, want to say thanks to our long-suffering producer, uh, Adam, who uh, not only was uh, was running himself crazy trying to get the setup to work uh, initially, but also has been far enough away that we haven't been able to pass him any rum or beers during the show. So uh, so we want to uh, thank him for his uh, contribution to today's show. and. Uh, for keeping this thing going, and thank you for uh, listening and viewing and checking us out. Smoking and Toasting is uh, produced I- every week in Houston, Texas. We generally get on the air about one o'clock. We were a little late today, but that's okay. If you if you uh, miss and the podcast any of them, is available late.
2: Yeah, if you miss any of them, go hit us up on YouTube. Put it on in the background. It's great makeout uh, background, you know stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I, mean, I do that all the time. Yeah. So uh, his wife loves it. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, listen to me The voice of right here
1: What specs. can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Get those gift cards, it's time, folks <laughs> uh, So anyway, uh, thank you, uh, Docs, for the invite And uh, as always, for being a friend of the show We appreciate it, and cheers, everyone Have a wonderful week, and as we like to say Cheers, y'all Yay! <laughs>